I want to start this one with a little story about a young man called Harry and a young lady called Henrietta. Now, uh, just close your eyes and picture young Harry, strapping young lad and Henrietta, gorgeous, gorgeous girl in a lovely <laughs> nightclub, little discotheque. They both are there with their friends, they're both there separately, but you know, the drinks are flowing, the vibes are going, and their eyes just meet across the room. <laughs> and just at that moment when their eyes meet, Marvin Gaye starts playing in the background. And that's the instant they knew that something was going to go on. So, you know, the drinks flow, they have a cheeky little kiss or two. And we we proceed with the night and, you know, let's just say the next morning, Henrietta was brought breakfast by Harry. So, what did we have there, Jonah? I mean, I'm going to say one night stand, but that story lasted longer than I do in bed. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I would also, also call that a one night stand. Yeah. For the record, if Marvin Gaye starts playing when I'm in a club, I leave that club. That's a weird club. Well, I don't know. It's a certain vibe. I feel like Harry and Henrietta felt it in the moment. So, and I I guess, yeah, I guess it could have led to their future engagements. So, potentially. But uh, yeah, that story, as it perfectly portrayed, this episode is about one night stands. One night stands. And if you don't know what they are, uh, they are where two individuals meet often for the first time and engage in sexual relations of some sorts. And uh, that's sort of the ins and outs of it. No pun intended. I'm sorry, that's <laughs> disgusting. I didn't mean that, but hey, it works. I mean, pretty impressive. Yeah, um, that's what they are. Yeah, it's uh, pretty basic, but um, an interesting one to explore. It is, yeah. And I think this is definitely one that's kind of not really talked about. I mean, it's definitely um, glamorized in a lot of ways, but it's not talked about uh, in the extent that people don't really discuss and break down the uh, you know reasons why we do it, you know, prevalence of it, et cetera, et cetera. So that's kind of what this episode is about. Yeah, of course. I mean, nowadays it seems like something that's so sort of widely accepted and um, like this is definitely not the first time you've heard of a one night stand. You may have even had one yourself. Um, But that's, that's, you know, it's not always been the case that it was the accepted norm. Um, So it's quite interesting to look at how this has just sort of come about and, you know, how it's become more prevalent in society. Yeah. It certainly hasn't been around for a long, long time because until fairly recently, it would have been frowned upon, so to speak. It's only, I think, I'm going to say 70s sort of era, the sort of peace and love time and people started engaging in more casual sex that became more of a thing rather than, you know, having sex with someone because you were going to try and procreate or because you were married, etc. So it's not everyone that does it. Uh, it's important to fire that point home. But uh, yeah, since the 70s-ish, it definitely became more of a mainstream thing. And it's yeah. kind of just grown uh, since then. Yeah, well, I, I saw that like... Uh... Actually, even since like the 1920s, um, there was a starting a, a starting like kind of increase in the popularity of one night stands. Um, just 
the thoughts behind it are because of the introduction of sort of like novelty, like entertainment and media. Um, and they were finding that kind of young adults were actually spending a lot less time with their parents. So they were a bit more sexually free to, to, to explore desires, um, which is quite interesting. Um, but you're absolutely right. As you get into like the 1960s and 70s, there's a massive increase of popularity of one night stands. And I mean, I guess it's difficult to pin down like specific factors, but um, kind of articles you read might suggest that it was down to the kind of rise of like feminist movements um, and also the increased availability of like birth control and things like this. People were like a lot more free to to explore themselves in a sexual manner. It's a weird sentence. Um, yeah. I'm here for it. Um, it's not the first yeah, time I've said that. That honestly, that upsets me, Ryan. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that is basically what one night stands are. And as you just said, they're much more of a thing now than they ever have been before. Uh, and like I said, often they're not really discussed with regards to the whys and the effects. And so that is what this episode is going to cover. Yeah. Um, and I feel like before we just waffle on and on and on awkwardly kind of like avoid the word sex we should probably take a quick break that's a pretty decent intro i find and i think then, so uh, too move on yeah Sweet. absolutely we are back and now we're going to talk a little bit about the pressures of one night stands so a little bit of the reasons behind why we have them both men and women uh but one of the prominent things that we've sort of seen um through looking more around this area and sort of from our own life experiences is that there's a general trend of course it's completely not right but there's a general trend that men are applauded for having one night stands and almost encouraged whereas women kind of the opposite uh it's not quite the same um and so often with women it's more uh, is seen as more shameful, something they shouldn't do, which makes no logical sense whatsoever. But regardless, that seems to be the effect that you know media, TV, and culture kind of has on our perceptions of one night stands. Yeah, I feel like for like in the media and stuff, it's kind of seen as like an empowering thing for a man <clears throat> to be able to you know like sleep with any girl he wants, and it's idolized really if you watch like TV shows or films. Um, but for girls, it's always made out that it's like an embarrassing thing for them, or they don't want people to know. And it can that it can be a reflection of what it's actually like. Um, but of course, just like everything we're talking about, these aren't sweeping statements because it's not as if every man feels proud about the number of like, women that he's slept with, and um, it's not as if every woman feels guilty and ashamed of every man that she slept with. In fact, I think for some women. It, they will definitely feel empowerment from it and obviously why not like whatever kind of works for you and your own reasonings behind it too but yeah it's absolutely important to to kind of just point out that you get that classic scene in the media of the guy just unattached and not caring and it's almost like just a fallacy that's written into films where it's just the the girl that's involved in the one night stand it's like classic like pining after the guy and wanting to get more out of it which I mean, it could be the case at times, but I feel like it's, it's overplayed in films. Oh, definitely. And you're right. You see it in so many TV shows and films. It's like like basically the Barney Stinson character from How yeah. Many Mother. Or it's Joey like, Treviani. You see that in Friends. 
Yeah, you see it. Um, and it's that thing where they're the players and they have access to loads of women and they just live for, you know, the momentary uh, physical pleasure of the sex and don't really intend on anything more than that. And it almost seems preposterous to think about them getting anything more than that. Yeah. Um, and you see the same stereotype throughout loads of different types of media. Um, whereas with women, you rarely see that. And so for that reason, we find that most of the pressures um, to do it fall onto men and it's kind of silly that's why i'd say about it ryan yeah i'd say i'd say yeah most of the pressures um to get those numbers up really but that's not to say that there's not pressures on the girls side of things of course not no but But this podcast is obviously called boys will be boys yeah of course of course so we we will be focusing on the sort of the pressures on men for one night stands but that's not to write off the the pressures of everyone involved yeah yeah absolutely but yeah it is interesting that it's like you see tv shows and you know movies and even james bond like as many you're gonna mention james bond yeah womanizer is like such a like the term womanizer is like kind of looked at with like pride and oh for sure yeah like even in history you think of i don't know like casanova is a famous person that always gets raised when you're talking about seeing lots of women and basically like if a man's perceived as a shagger then basically it's like he's like thanos with the infinity gauntlet yeah but why pretty much that's what yeah that's what i'm saying it's weird because it's like first of all the fact that it's so different for men and for women is just ridiculous in itself but even just taking the example that men have loads of pressures and encouraged to do it it's just interesting because although the reasons make sense it's that classic thing where people are choosing to act for other people, not for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And do you think that the pressures of media and stuff then also feed into like the peer pressures that we get from, from our friends? Maybe, maybe not so much as you grow older, but like definitely within like your teens, maybe early twenties. Yeah. Cause it's that when you're going through puberty, and obviously, you know, some of your friends start having sex and you're like, well, I mean, I'm not going to be the one who hasn't had sex, you yeah. know? So you then would sort of just like look for it, not because you actually want it, but because it's what people do. And if you don't, you're kind of an outcast. Yeah. And so, you want to so be like, you know, yeah, exactly. And you want to be respected amongst the boys. Uh, and it's just, yeah. it's kind of strange that that respect comes from sexual activity. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that conversation's actually not had too much with young boys. Like no. the whole conversation to to wait until you are ready to like have sex. Like it's not really a focus that's placed on like young guys. Um and then obviously, as you say, like when you hear your friends and stuff are starting to have sex and you're I think even the sort of movies and stuff that you're into at that time as well, like when I was that age, you're watching American Pie. Like that was one of the the biggest like films that like my friend group would watch, and it's all about trying to trying to have sex and trying to just get with girls. And and that way yeah. as well, it's it's kind of just an objectification of women as just being seen as like kind of something to conquer at that time. Not something to nurture, yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Um. Actually, Kanye, you know, Kanye West, he mentions in Violent Crimes is a song, and I'm not fully behind it because I don't think you should need a daughter to have a moral compass but he sort of talks about women and there's a line that says uh i now see women as something to nurture or something to conquer and i think he is definitely on something there because it's pretty grotesque that we do sort of view a body count 
um, so to speak, you know, as like a, a trophy almost, you know, always if these women aren't sort of in their own rights entities with, you know, their own like lives and so much more value than just what they can offer in the bedroom. Yeah, exactly. Or wherever you have sex, might just be bedroom. Exactly. But that change in perception as well is is strange in itself. Like, why should it take for why should it take for a woman to be a man's daughter or a woman to be a man's, you know, sister or wife or girlfriend for her to for us to realise that actually she's a person and we don't have to Yeah. And and to treat them as such. Yeah. You that you know, like like I say, a daughter shouldn't be more compass. It should be innately we should be aware that there's a massive imbalance between the way that we view sex with women and the way yeah. that well not they view sex but the way that you know the perception has shifted yeah um and so yeah it's really really strange and like you say is hugely due to the media and sort of trends like the james bonds the tony starks the bonnie stinson's i'll admit when you watch them they're cool as fuck and well, i did just swear so. and i wanted that explicit warning because this I'm a podcast is explicit we have to air in that yeah. though so yeah exactly um and whilst it seems very very cool in real life that's just it's not like fair or realistic i actually read a paper that discussed you know james bond's actions regarding often like sex and sort of other situations and they concluded that james bond is a classic psychopath (laughs) yeah he actually has no real sense of um anyone else's existence really uh and like that, which is kind of strange actually that actually came up um i was doing a course um in psychology remember i told you about it and um the kind of lecturer put two photos on the screen and he said one of these is like widely accepted as a psychopath and it was um hannibal lecter so um from silence of the lambs and he said and the other one i would actually say is a more classic example of a psychopath which many people would not normally point out and it was james bond like yeah just kind of exactly. standing there like yeah it kind of makes sense and it's because of that you know the culture shift so it's it's partly to due, due to the films and the media it's partly due to the way that sex is you know glamorized if you're a guy trying to go out and see as many girls as possible all these things combine and basically create this amounting pressure because this pressure wouldn't be here if it you know you, you like your friends wouldn't be saying oh like you know how many girls you slept with if media wasn't telling them that was cool and so it's a self-perpetuating problem because as long as the system keeps getting fed, it's going to keep feeding us. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a good metaphor. That's yeah. pretty good. I just said that on the spot. Well, that is inspirational. Yeah, man. We should uh, um, get yeah. that in the old podcast. We should. <laughs> Make that joke every single episode. And I don't think anyone ever would laugh at it. Well, <laughs> just going just gonna to keep going. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we've talked just a little bit about TV shows, media. I think we've rattled out all the big names. There is James Bond. Is anyone else you want to call out? Joey Treviani. Who else? Mm, we're definitely missing a lot. Basically, if there's a guy in a TV show that you think is cool, uh, he, he probably uh, Oh, what's, what's his name off? Mad Men? I actually haven't watched Mad Men. Oh, it's not very good. Uh, oh, that because be of it. the... Yeah. Because, nah, actually, what is his name? Oh, I can't remember it. That's going to annoy me. Yeah. but Either way, yeah. he's a scumbag. He is a scumbag. No, actually, we should probably approach it from the angle. That yeah. yeah. <laughs> we no, can't really be so definitive you know, about that. Exactly, because what we're talking about is the reasons why guys act this way and one-night stands for guys are viewed this way. 
Um, And it's not to say that, you know, we aren't to blame, but it is to say that we are all products of a system that we didn't actually design ourselves. Yeah. Um, And with that doesn't necessarily mean, although it means kind of the absence of blame, it does mean, uh, it doesn't mean that you can't take responsibility. Well, again, deep. I'm really on a roll. I hope this take is the right one because I'm feeling it. I've got to tell you, Ryan. I hope so too. But on that, I think we should take a break and then come back and discuss just a little bit more in detail about the connotations between, like, you know, one night stands, sexual activity, and, you know, masculinity. Um, Yeah, boy. So we shall be back. And we're back. Um, Jonah, just over the break, um, I had to do a quick Google search to find out the main character of Mad Men because that was <laughs> going to drive me absolute nuts. Um, it's Don Draper. I know you are dying to find oh. out. You're itching, but say what, Ryan? I would not have slept a wink tonight if you hadn't told me that. Well, you joke, but that was really bugging me. So I'm glad. I'm glad I got it out there. Yeah. We are back, and we're to talk here to talk about. Um, you know, masculinity and the connotations that we have with one night stands and masculinity. And I think that everything we sort of covered in the last section um, really feeds into our perceptions overall of one night stands and, you know, the classic male. Um, Definitely. Yeah. I think that all the things we just talked about, like you said, really feed into that because ultimately what they all do as well as influence our behavior is they all make us think that to be masculine, you should be sleeping as many people as possible and also be doing so and trying to kind of ignore any emotional attachments because one night stands and emotional attachments often do not go well together. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it is that it's that kind of drive to like, you have that inner drive to think that you have to like sleep with many, many girls to kind of fulfill like society's expectations of you and, where some people may feel that way um, and some people may genuinely feel that in order to just kind of keep up with the stories of their friends or the stories of heard, you know, they have to carry out these one night stands. And even if that's not actually what they might be wanting to do at the time, it could just feel that they are pressured to, to get those numbers up. Um, you yeah. know, that those uh, notches nail bedpost. Um, that is a disgusting disgusting line Ryan it is, Boswell it is rotten behaviour <clears throat> um, but yeah definitely it's uh, we talk about masculinity a lot obviously it's kind of a theme of the podcast um, yeah. but uh, and we often find the same thing it's not as simple as it's purely to do with one thing because realistically you take into account our evolutionary history you know when we're living as apes and your kind of sole motive is to try and procreate successfully it would make sense to breed with as many females as possible to try and you know, spread your seed. And whilst that kind of gives us a little insight into our animalistic brains, we also have to bear in mind that we are more than just wild animals. And that is why we can do the amazing things we do with technology, um, society and whatnot. But it also is kind of our greatest hindrance because it also means that we can create these pressures that shouldn't really exist in the first place. Um, and so it's a combination between the way we're wired and the things that the world tells us yeah because realistically like although there's arguments against it like in in the world today a a lot of people 
Um, not all, and maybe not even now the large proportion, the largest proportion of people, but like some people will want to, you know, like settle down and kind of get married. And for some people, that's like their vision of what they see in the future. So then in that sense, it wouldn't, it doesn't make sense to want to, you know, sleep with lots of women because at that time you're not going to be procreating um, if you're careful that is um, with all of these women, <laughs> with all of these women. So that's, that's kind of an example of like us taking this animalistic drive and putting our own like human twist on it and kind of yeah. say, I'd say again, it could be also just a little bit of contradiction of behaviors as well. Um, because ultimately Definitely. if you want to achieve that settling down status, like, it doesn't really contribute to much if you are going around sleeping around. Exactly. And if you're sitting there listening and thinking, mm, nah, I do it because it's cool. And I genuinely think that that may be the case with some of you, but here's yeah. a stat that might just change your mind. Did you know, and I'm going to say, did you know that long pause because it's a big boy that woman reported only reaching climax 10% of the time during one night stands. But interestingly, Jonah, for this uh, statistic for men, only 30% of men also report reaching climax in their one-night stands. Mm -mm. That does take me for a spin, Ryan. And you could say, yeah, but it's probably due to alcohol or you know other factors. But, you know, you do have to question if this was the sex was so emotionally and physically fulfilling, then, you know, the stats would possibly be higher but hey yeah. we're not here to interpret them we're just here to give them so yeah. i think that's quite a shocking statistic because that goes against you know everything that you're kind of told by your friends everything you see mm -hmm. in media like when i first told you that statistic i mean shock to the audience me and jonah actually spoke before we um <laughs> before we start recording fake news. <laughs> fake news it's not true but when i told jonah that like your mouth dropped like you were shocked it literally, it's still on the floor. Yeah. Honestly, it is. It really did drop. And because it's just, it's kind of shocking because you just don't assume, I don't know, I think it's maybe one of those secrets. Lots of guys will be like, yeah, you know, one night stand, it was great. But like, actually, did you bust? Yeah. Because they're not going to, no one's going, no one's going to tell you of their one night stands that weren't so successful or no one's going to tell you of, you know, something they didn't enjoy. And on the face of it, if they know that their friends know that they went back with a girl, then they want to come out of this with a story of how great it was and how much fun it was. So in that way, they're kind yeah, of silenced of giving their true opinion. Yeah, and frankly, if their goal unconsciously, you know, subconsciously, sorry, or not, was to get it done to, as, you know, Ryan said, put another notch in the bedpost. And ultimately, they kind of have fulfilled their challenge. It never really even mattered about the pleasure in the first place. It's just about doing it because it's cool. Also, even though you can't see my fingers, I'm doing those inverted commas right now when I say cool. Um, yeah. Um, I'm glad you yeah. referred to inverted commas there. And that's, that's what yeah. you're doing with your fingers. That was. Yeah. Good. Good. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a strange one. But um, what I was finding more strange as well is, um, I remember I spoke to you about this kind of article I was reading and they were talking about self-esteem related with one night stands too. And you would have maybe thought that self-esteem in men who were having one night stands would be sky high because, you know, they're fulfilling society's goal of, you know, like getting with lots and lots of girls. But um, this article was basically saying that the studies were finding that it can lead to low self-esteem in men 
just like these kind of constant one night stands not actually forming an attachment but also because yeah. it could be because maybe they're having they're putting themselves in these situations where they're back with the girl and maybe they don't want to actually do it for the right reasons and maybe that does lead to them you know not having a satisfying experience and it could for that that could lead on to them having low self-esteem for the fact that they just think well you know sex isn't that good like i'm not enjoying this um i'm i'm not enjoying it as much as i think i should be enjoying it and society tells me i should be enjoying it and it's maybe just a bit of a, a mismatch with what they want and what they think society wants from them absolutely that was a good uh good statement there ryan i like that Thanks. you went off on one there and i was here for it um i think with that stat it kind of moves us quite nicely onto now talking about the effect of one night stands you know both at the time and which kind of already covered but also later in life because you think that you know having this attitude you know when you're young just having loads of casual sex one night stands for the wrong reasons that, that is um is kind of never going to affect you but turns out that's not quite the case um quite a lot of the time when people grow older and they look back on their you know 20s when they're living a more free life more satisfactory life um by the way by satisfactory i mean having more one night stands in case that wasn't clear which we Um, have just discussed does not actually doesn't directly mean that they are getting more satisfaction exactly it's a paradox 30 percent, you know i know right um but yeah um later in life when men start to have more meaningful relationships you know so a wife and then have some kids kind of like i touched on earlier with uh kanye west song um they can often have a really harmed perception of, or firstly, how, you know, a man should be with regards to sex and also how a woman should be. And so that could mean that a, they either look at themselves and kind of, they're not almost not ready for that emotional attachment, you know, because they've only really known short-term uh, momentary physical pleasure, if it even is pleasure. Um, and it also means they can then sort of have a really skewed view on their wife's um appropriateness as a partner you know because it's fine for men to have one night stands all the time but suddenly as soon as a woman does it's like ah she belongs to the streets it's like nah that mentality belongs to the streets yeah exactly exactly you're absolutely right it can lead lead to a skewed you know perception of of both people involved and really i think what's interesting as well is if you are involved with like several one night stands and you're not having the opportunity to get involved you know on another level with a lot of the people that you are seeing just sexually you're only having you're only you're you're only fulfilling like the basic kind of sexual need you're not going into the emotional side of things then really through these kind of crucial years of actually getting to know the opposite sex or the same sex you're not developing your own emotional intelligence and you're not actually training yourself or setting yourself up for you know, life when you are settling down. So yeah. it can really be you're basically not. Yeah. You're well, you could really just be objective, objectifying, you know, women. And then, I mean, the longer you hold those perceptions and the longer you go on doing this, then it's, it's going to be difficult to try and change your mind in the future. And it's yeah, such and a good thing. As you sort of just said there, you're kind of out of practice with regards to, you know, being in a committed emotional relationship you know as you if you grow up with the one night sound mentality then you kind of don't really know how to act when you're in a real relationship yeah. um 
and that's pretty hard to uh you know explain yourself out of when you're 30 with two kids and your wife's like this ain't it chief and you're like ah it's because i was a shagger it's probably not gonna go down well yeah exactly like you can't come out of that it's not to say that everyone is like that i think you can still get the opportunity to develop and learn um on that side of things but i just think like what we are saying is that it can't you're by just having a constant series of you know one night stands and not actually allowing yourself to get to know someone on that emotional side then you are losing out on practice on that side of things um and yeah i guess uh in the long term that can be tough definitely we've certainly talked about one night stands in quite a lot of depth now what they are but also kind of more importantly the reasons why uh some people um, have one night stands and why men specifically are encouraged uh, often for very silly reasons. Um, and so it kind of feels natural now to sort of conclude, I guess. I mean, I say the word conclude, as is always the case, there isn't an answer. Uh, it's more just like with, it's the same as the uh, our last episode when we talked about bodybuilding. Things aren't good or bad. It's the reasons why you do them. And uh, the effects of them too. It's like, you know, Hamlet, nothing's either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Pretty unnecessary to throw Hamlet in there, but I'm just letting you all know who we're educated. You've just uh, quoted from Kanye when it's Hamlet. That's very, very impressive. Gotta Um, be versatile. Exactly. But I think that's absolutely right. It's not about good or bad in this. Um, It's about really kind of knowing in yourself what you want to do and why you want to do it. And I think kind of i think just throwing these sort of conversations out there might give a lot of people a bit more power to to actually actively weigh up both sides of the argument and not just go with the flow so you know if they know that other people out there do have their doubts about you know trying to live up to this um this kind of classic male like shagger stereotype then yeah definitely you know like it might make anyone out there it might make them a bit more comfortable and saying well no actually this is not what i want to be doing so um but then you could actually just listen to this and go no this is exactly what i want to be doing this is for me this is a lifestyle and either well way, exactly fair, that's important fair enough yeah absolutely fair enough yeah because you know it's very much one night stands are just a thing having casual sex with someone you don't know as long as you're safe about it um is just something that you can do or you know, if you want to, but ultimately it doesn't really matter if you do or don't. What matters is you do what you want to do, not what society, your friends or anyone else tells you you should do. Because if we've discovered anything so far, it's that masculinity is pretty hard to define and it's kind of ever-changing. But what we could probably both agree on is the masculinity, if anything, is to be true to yourself and what you actually think and believe. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like Frank Sinatra in uh, My Way. He it's a good song. I'm sorry, I know I'm dropping a lot of songs in here, but yeah. uh, he says, what is a man? What has he got? If not himself, then he has not. So it's kind of that thing where if you want to do one night stands because you want to do it, you go and you enjoy yourself. But if you don't, don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Well, can't have said it better myself. So yeah. good because I said it. That's convenient. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, fantastic. Until next time. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, this this topic's been a really interesting. I was going to say it's been a pleasure. 
You get Only as part as, of the time. Yeah. Yeah. At thirty percent specific. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been a really interesting one to cover, and I feel like an important one. Yeah. Um, so tune in next week for some more fresh content. <laughs>